Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, insane main characters with twisted senses of morality, young girls with Stockholm Syndrome, uncomfortable situations, bags filled with chopped up people, and made cafes. Listener discretion is advised. Spirekin Manga Review, episode 346, Happy Sugar Life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. Some podcasts and banger reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast that we started so many years ago. And I hope that you guys are doing awesome and great. I've been, well, pretty psyched and pretty good. Kept motivated and things have been really awesome, especially with the new episodes of Mandalorian coming out. And all the other craziness that's happening. And I'm also excited because tomorrow I'm going to go see an awesome movie. A great movie. A movie involving, well, let's be honest, it's involving lightsabers and other things. Talking about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. You know, I'm actually very excited about that. But that's for our review for the movies. Right now we've got manga review stuff and... Let's get to it, because if you're joining us for the first time, you're probably really confused and wondering, what the hell is going on? What is this podcast about? Well, welcome if you're joining us for the first time, and Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Pretty much every episode, we talk about one to two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. Since we're talking about manga, we tell you how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say in our reviews, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find all of our episodes, all 355 episodes of the Manga Review, and all 600 episodes of our other reviews at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, and various other social media sites. Just type in the search bar... S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, I guarantee you'll find us at one of the places. We are also on PSN Network and on the Nintendo Network if you want to play me in various games. And before I forget, if you'd like to contact us, you can email me personally at zaninspirekin.com or direct message me at Spirekin on Twitter. And if you'd like to do something a little bit nice for us, you can follow us on Instagram and Leave us a comment at iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you want to get there, very easy. Just go to tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan. That is T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N. Go there. Leave us a star rating and a positive review. And that'll help us out. That's like putting a tip in the tip jar. We don't charge for the podcast, but... That helps me keep my spirits on those lonely days when I'm working so hard to review stuff. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to it, shall we? Because in exactly one week, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, friends, it is going to be Christmas. And I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Uh, Also on next Monday is the first day of Hanukkah, if you celebrate. So... You're probably wondering, what should I get my loved ones and everyone I care about with this upcoming season? Because we have to spread the awesomeness that is manga. Well, I can tell you because there's been a lot of new releases this week, especially because this has been the crazy week. So, from yesterday, December 17th, here are the releases of manga that came out and 
some series that you'll definitely want to get for that special someone for the holidays. So we have 20th Century Boys, The Perfect Edition, Volume 6. A great collector's item and an awesome omnibus for an amazing series. You have A Certain Magical Index, Volume 21, The Light Novel. A Terrified Teacher at Ghoul School, Volume 8. Excel World, Volume 20, The Light Novel. I am still surprised Excel World is going out. That was such a weird premise. Again, Volume 12. As Miss Beelzebub Likes, Volume 8. Bungo Stray Dogs, Volume 13. Combatants Will Be Dispatched, Volume 2, The Light Novel. Dead Mount Death Play, Volume 3. The Dirty Bear Omnibus, the manga. It's a two-volume set of Dirty Pear manga, which looks amazing. I think it was originally released by Dark Horse, but I gotta say, seeing a manga for the Dirty Pear excites me. And if you want to get me a good gift, Dirty Pear is one of the four mangas on this list that I'm totally psyched for. Um... Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attack, Volume 2, The Manga. Drifting Dragons, Volumes 1 and 2. Go With the Clouds, North by Northwest, Volume 3. Golden Kamui, Volume 12. Goblin Slayer, Side Story, Year 1, Volume 3, The Manga. You have Hatsuharu, Volume 10. Hinowaga Crush, Volume 3. Kakegori... Compulsive Gambler, Volume 11, the manga. King of Eden, Volume 1. Konosuba, An Explosion of This Wonderful World, Volume 3, the manga. And Konosuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, Volume 10, the light novel. Magia Record, Puella Magi Madoka Magica, Side Story, Volume 1, the manga. Magica Swordsman and Summoner, Volume 12, the manga. Maximum Ride, the manga, Volume 10. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Kana's Daily Life, Volume 6. Monster Misume, Volume 15. I think that series is finally coming to an end soon. we got like a couple more volumes, hopefully. My Father is a Unicorn, the manga. It's a one-shot. I'm surprised. You have one I'm kind of excited about because this is, well, a creepy adaptation of No Longer Human. This is one of the more disturbing versions of it. A long time ago we reviewed an earlier version that was really screwed up, so this one I'm intrigued by. Oh, Maidens in Your Savage Season, Volume 5. Oku the Inner Chamber, Volume 16. Our Last Crusade, or The Rise of a New World, Volume 2. Reincarnated as a Sword, the Manga, Volume 1. Restaurant to Another World, Light Novel, Volume 3. I am excited for this one. I've got the first and second volume. I only read the first one, but I'm excited for this one. You have Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts, Volume 8, the manga. You have Saint Young Men, finally coming out, the first volume. And it's actually a cool three-volume set hardcover with gold inlay. They did an amazing job with this release. And again, this is another one that I'm very excited for. This is the third of the four ones I'm excited for. But you have uh, Shadow Student Council, Vice President Gives Her All, the manga. Shibuya Goldfish Volume 6, Shoulder or Coffin Kuro Side Story, the manga, Silver Spoon Volume 12, Spice and Wolf Volume 21, the light novel. Now, the crazy part about this is that the entire series was released, so it's a re-release of it. Um, I like my full edition, don't need another one. Uh, Sword Art Online 18, the light novel, and Sword Art Online Hollow Realization Volume 5. You have Terraformers Volume 22. You have The Alchemist Who Survived and Now Dreams of a Quiet Life, Volume 2, The Light Novel. That's the third one I'm interested in because it's very intriguing to me. And I like the first volume. 
The Case Study of Vanitas, Volume 6, The Manga. The Devil's a Part-Timer, Volume 15, The Light Novel. This next one I'm a little intrigued by, but it seems a little too much like how Realist Hero saves the kingdom, and that is The Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Kingdom Out of Debt. Hey, How About Treason, Volume 2. You have The Irregular at Magic High School, Volume 14, The Light Novel. Though You May Burn to Ash, Volume 6. To Ravu, Darkness, Volume 13. To Your Eternity, Volume 11. Tokyo Ghoul Re, Volume 14. A Ball Blatt, Volume 11. Val X Love, Volume 7. The Weathering With You manga adaptation. If you haven't seen the Makoto Shinkai movie, it's intriguing. We're going to get a release for it in February, and I'm excited for that. And you have World's End Harem, Volume 7. A plethora of manga for you to choose from to get. Some are great, some are terrible. Let me know what you would want to get your family and friends to bless them with the power that is manga. I gave you the four that I'm interested in. Let me know what you guys are excited about and what you want to buy. If you say Silver Spoon, I will be upset at you because I think that series is garbage, in my opinion. A lot of people like it. I don't like it. I think that Moyashimon was a better series, uh, but that's another series about an agricultural school, but that one also the main character saw um, floating microbes. Again, I digress. So... Let me know, Zan, X-A-N, Aspirecon.com, what you guys think. Now, let's get to it, shall we? And I'm talking about the review for the episode. Because, if you remember from last time I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated on to me that reviewing a manga that was written by Tomiyaki Kagisora all the way back in 2015 to 2019. There are 10 volumes, originally released in Gunkin Joker. It is a... Shonen series that was published by Square Enix and is being brought over here by Yen Press. It's a psychological thriller whose name is completely different than the series itself, and that is Happy Sugar Life. And this manga actually opens up with a bloody girl who's saying it sparkles and has a wonderful scent sweeter than any candy. I understand it now. I know what the name for this feeling is. And this op- and the girl is covered in blood as this opens up the manga. And it gets into the description of this character with people talking about her. Saying things like, hey, did you hear? Apparently Sato Matsuzaki, the first year for Maki High, is super loose. She goes through boys like no tomorrow. She's so nice that she'll do it with anyone who asks. Seriously, what a slut. Maybe I'll try her. Oh, there she is. Be quiet. And... She is our main character, Sato Matsuzaki, and she's actually our protagonist. And she is known for being a little loose, because back in the day she would sleep with anybody possible. And she's telling her best friend, Shoko, that she's no longer like that. She found someone that fills her life with joy and that she's going to take care of. And because of that, she needs to get money to take care of them both. So she's going to work her ass off make that money and where is she gonna work at well she works at a maid cafe called cure cute and that's where she and shoko work and she is a girl who's intelligent smart and is working really hard to get as much money as possible she's working weekends weekdays just to be there and take care of this person i was wondering who's this person she's talking about he's got to be a great hunk 
And then you see her come home to her beloved. And her beloved is a little girl named Sho that Sato rescued or found in the street. And this girl thinks the world and the moon of Sato. She waits by the door for her like a cute little puppy. And Sato takes care of her. They take baths together, they eat together, and it's a, she's a totally innocent girl, and Sato is taking advantage of her, just being there, talking to her, and saying, oh, you're so cute, and you put so much in my life, and it's they just, simple things like taking baths together bring her joy. And at one point, Sho asks Sato, hey, what makes rubber duckies float? And Sato says in her head, I can't tell her about Archimedes, no, Archimedes' principle, but instead I'll say, well, the bathwater is trying really hard to help this duck stay up. And so she was like, well, you know what? I'm going to be your bathwater, Sato-chan. And just like this duck, I'm going to help you. And she's so innocent and pure that Sato can't help but love her. And it becomes kind of a tradition that every day at the end of the day, before they go to bed, they show says a chant or a, a vow that she promises to Sato. In sickness and in health, for better or worse, for rich or poor, until death do us part, I vow to love you, Sato-chan. And this brings a feeling of love to Sato. And she loves it. Makes her so happy. And she wants to stay like this forever. And that's why she works so hard. Because they need money to, for food, electricity, furniture, clothes, lots of stuff. And she's got to buy her nice things. And she's got to find, maybe she'll find another part-time job. And this makes her happy. She works so hard. And she ends up getting a job at this family restaurant, which she's going to work her hardest at. And after she is, um, well, she makes some friends there, and a young man who works there confesses his love for her, asks her out, and she kindly rejects him. And then the uh, guy who's working there, he doesn't show up for work for a little bit. We don't know what's going on. And then some stuff which I'm not going to reveal happens, but we see Sato's true nature. She cares about her love, but that's what's important to her. She doesn't care what anyone else does, as long as this does not affect this love that she receives. Because she's never loved anyone before. And this is what she cares about. No one will keep them apart and never will hurt them. And that's what she's going to do. The series is one where if we didn't have that opening page, you'd be misled into thinking it's a happy series about someone who's in love with someone else. And it slowly gets darker and darker as it goes on. That first page gives away a little too much of what the overarching narrative is. And Sato is a character that you can't help but want to see what the hell's going on. Because at first you're like, oh, she's just really in love with this girl. And that's kind of creepy. Like, did she kidnap this girl? Did she kill this girl's family? What's going on? And as the series goes further into it you do see a lot of menacing things that she does in order to protect her little happy palace her paradise that she's created and it's unnerving but you can't help but look away it's something which is a little well 
how would I put this in a... I can't spin this in a bright way. Sato is a very dark character that is willing to do a lot of things to keep herself happy and save the situation. And when other characters do things that will maybe disrupt this happiness, she goes to disturbing lengths. Even the people that she says she loves, cares about, and are her friends. This is a not a happy series. It's a very dark series that I am surprised Yen Press released. I mean, I get it. It's like happiness. They want something which is going to combat it. But, I don't know. The art style is general shoujo thriller style, which is kind of cute, but also kind of unnerving as well. One of the things I do like is that there are certain scenes when Shio is trying to get strength to do something, like... Maybe she's going to take things out of the laundry or she's going to try to clean. Because she's a little girl and she wants to do something nice for the person she loves. And when she starts thinking too hard, she sees someone that's kind of helping her. Says, don't do this, do that. It's similar to how in school life, Megumi-san shows up. She's a figment of her imagination. It's the same thing. It's a figment of her imagination. However, her face is slashed out. You don't see her face. It's like been scratched out with a pen. And I find that intriguing with the art style. She owes a whole other situation. She has Stockholm Syndrome like there's no tomorrow. We don't know what her deal is, but it is not going to end well. I don't know if Sato is going to end up realizing that if she can't have her, no one can. We don't know if they're going to end up dead together. We don't know. We really don't know. And while in some series this would be intriguing and engaging and you want to read more, this is not that. This is one of those ones where you're like, I don't know if I want to read anymore. I don't sympathize with Sato at all. I mean, they say, yeah, she's this, she's that. She's someone who's a whore, and now she found someone she loves, and she's she's a girl who, yeah, she never loved anybody, but now she loves a random girl she found on the street, and she kidnapped her, essentially, and now she's going to kill anybody who's around her. I can't sympathize with a character like that. I don't find her a good protagonist. I've read series with damaged main characters and I've been intrigued by them. There's lots of them that should have done that. This manga didn't do that for me. I just see it ending really badly. And this covers a lot of sensitive topics. It covers kidnapping, murder, rape, Pseudomasochistic tendencies, pedophilic teachers, other things as well. And just, it seems like it was trying to shock to shock, but it didn't succeed. In my opinion, this did not succeed where it was going. For that reason, I'm going to have to give this a second lowest rating, which is a typical reading material, your local correction facility or psychiatric institute. It's got an intriguing hook. I do admit that the concept is intriguing on paper. But in execution, it was just, I feel like it was poorly done. I really do. I think in more capable hands, you would have made the character more sympathetic. I just, I, I don't feel sympathetic for her. I feel sympathetic for Shio, but Shio is being essentially brainwashed. I don't think anyone really shouldn't read this, but if you find it intriguing, you might. But I think there may be an audience for this, but I don't know. So yeah, so typical reading material, local correction facility or psychiatrist too. 
That's why I give this. So, anyway, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. You can email me personally at zanspyarkin.com if you disagree with me or think this is an underrated manga, or if you like this manga, let me know. Zan at spyarkin.com, X-A-N at S-P-I-R-E-K-N. You could also leave me a nice comment and a review at tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan. Let me know. Add some comments on our Apple podcast page so we can get a little bit more, you know, it's like a tip in the tip jar. And with that in mind, let's get to the part a lot of you enjoy and I always love. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've designed a manga title to each of the slots. So when we spin this wheel, whatever number it lands on, that manga is the one we're going to review in the next episode. Episode 347. And more importantly, our holiday episode. So I've got some good stuff on here, some intriguing stuff, and some dark stuff. Let's see what we're going to review. I'm hoping for something good and... But I don't know. We're going to see what we're going to do. Let's spin and see. Number four. Huh. So in the next episode, we're going to do a manga series, which is about one of the best things ever. It's something I enjoy doing. Talking about cooking. And this is one which is about a guy who's been hired to write about a bunch of recipes for a periodical to make the ultimate menu. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Oishinbo. I'm kind of excited about this because I've always talked about this at various conventions at panels, but never on the podcast. So let's see what we're going to do. And either way, hope you guys have a great weekend. If you're watching Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, let me know what you guys think, if you enjoyed it or not. Or if you think it's going to be kind of crazy, let me know. Zansparker.com. Anyway, with that in mind, hope you guys enjoy. Keep reading manga. It's, this has been your host, Zan, saying I'm gone. Okay.